Blog Talk Radio. Second time around But before you go There's something I'd like to say Good evening, good evening, good evening I am your host, Miss Mocha This is Black Rider Space and tonight, tonight we have a very special guest. His name is Eric Hood, author Eric Hood. Tonight we will be discussing um, who Eric Hood is, what his um, purpose is, what he represents, and his two books that he has that um, he has been promoting and just um writing and writing and writing and just working that gift that God has placed on the inside of him. And um, we just thank him for even taking the time out to come on the show tonight. And uh, there he is. I'm going to bring him right on air so we can get started. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, how you doing? I am doing wonderful. I am doing wonderful. Yes, I am. (laughs) Great. I was just introducing you to our listeners uh, as Arthur Eric Hood. And um, just tell us, I'm going to let you go ahead and tell us who is Eric Hood? What does he represent? Well, uh, Eric Hood now represents Christ. But at first, uh, Eric Hood, he represented uh, gang. <laughs> drug dealing and everything that go with that. But um and I've always been been asked uh, about my youth, about my uh young days as a child, but I can never remember anything of that. Cuz all I remember as a child was when my father had left us and he was walking down the street and my mother was hollering out the window. She was hollering and screaming and crying, saying, come back, Alvin, come back, Alvin. And that was my uh, father's name. Mm-hmm. And that's all I remember from, from my youth was that moment. Every okay. <laughs> Everything else has been wiped away. Mm-hmm. And then I started gangbanging and drug dealing at 12. Now, that's when my childhood began. You know, you have a lot of people, you know, you have a lot of children now that want to be basketball players and, you know, Mm -hmm. and rappers and some want to be doctors and lawyers, but I never had those dreams. I always wanted to be a gangster. Wow. I I always wanted to be, I always wanted to live that entire life. I always wanted to be a gang chief. I always wanted to sell plenty of drugs. I always wanted to have plenty of women. I always wanted to call shots, to uh, go go to the max penitentiary and and do all the other things. Mm-hmm. And it's sad to say, but but uh, 
unlike a lot of kids, I actually lived out my dream. Okay. But but it wasn't until my uh, brother, Dex, when he got murdered, and he's the guy that I speak about in my first book, which is called Heart of the Hood. Mm-hmm. He is the one that I speak about in my first book. And it was when he got murdered and we went to the front room. And my thoughts was to get up there and tell the people that I know that a lot of y'all are here because he's just so you can see if he's dead. But now when he's put in the ground, I am coming for everybody and all of us going to die. But, but, but now when I got up there, the thing that came out, and the chief was there, and all other kind of gang chiefs was there. Mm-hmm. And I told everybody, I said, as of this day, as of right now, for the rest of my life, I am done. I'm done with this. Mm. <laughs> and everybody just got up and started hollering and clapping to my praise the Lord, which I didn't understand none of that. <laughs> At that mm-hmm. time, he was talking about, thank you, Jesus. I didn't know who Jesus was. I, <laughs> mm. I had no clue of none of that. But I knew that my heart had changed. So I had really left the street life before I even left the street life because my heart had left it. Okay. And I knew and I knew it was something better than this here. I just didn't know what or where I was going. And after I said that, I didn't know what I was going to do or where I was going, but I knew it had to be something better than this here. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, <laughs> and that's when, well, when quote, unquote, you know how you hear people say, well, I found God and I found Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm under the impression now that that he wasn't the one that was lost. <laughs> it was me, so he found me. Right. And and that's where my journey began as far as far as being a Christian. Okay. So that's okay. about Eric Hood. <laughs> wow. Okay, so um I'm gonna bring on my co host, DeAndrea. Hey D. Hey guys, how are you? Hello D, how are you? I was hanging in there, just listening to your story, just admiring your courage and just the strength that it took to um, do what you did. I know a lot of times you hear people say, you know, you once you're in the life, you never leave the life, and they never let you go, and you know, you and you got to get jumped out or killed out or. Your family has to be involved in the yeah. destruction of you trying to leave. And so just to take the courage to even stand there, and, and you didn't know it at the time, but you stood out on faith. You yeah. stood out on faith, you know, and, and let the Lord just lead your words and lead your, your body and lead your mind and lead your spirit. So I just want to commend you just on that, just on stepping out on faith and having the courage to just stand there and and, and and proclaim pretty much that you changed your life. You gave your life over to the Lord. Yes, thank pretty you. Much. Thank you, because I didn't know where I was going. I had no idea of Jesus, didn't know anything about Jesus, God, and nobody else like him. Absolutely. Because when I, was, uh, 
because when I was coming up, no nobody in my family was in church. <clears throat> I've never heard anybody speak on Jesus, God. Mm-hmm. I never saw a Bible in nobody's house. I never saw anybody going to church on Sunday. I never saw none of this. Nobody I know. Nobody. I've, been, I, I've never seen none of it. And and it wasn't until me and my brother left prison is when my mother started going to church and she turned her life over to Jesus. And I really believe that, that uh, me and my brother, we're the ones that led my mother to the Lord. Wow. Because I believe that she did as much hell as these boys and put me through. Let me get saved. Because these boys put me through hell. And she came to the uh, prison to see me once, and she said that she believed that she failed us as a mother. Because I did 10 years and my brother did 12. And she said that she believed that she failed us as a mother. But I told her. I said, Mama, you did the best you could as a uh, single parent, and we couldn't ask for a better mother. I said, but now me and Dex chose this life. Mm-hmm. And, we got, and we the ones that had to reap the repercussion that's behind us here. But I didn't understand then, the way I do now, that it's not only the person that's in the gang that's in that life that reaped the repercussion behind it. It is the people that's connected to him as well that reap the repercussion behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Now I have a question. Um, so, so where are we now? Um, you you cho- made a decision to give up the gangs and to start a new life. So between then and now, where are we now? You have these two books, yes. and you are uh, definitely getting the message out. So tell us what is your um, what is your message that you are really trying to push to to get other people to do the same thing to to let them see what you didn't see in the beginning, but now you have this whole new light as your inspiration and and tell us about that the in between like what do you where where are you now? Well, well, where I'm at now is my whole walk is to just just be used by God to continue to reveal God's unconditional love towards people. Mm-hmm. That's my entire thing. I was because I've been saved. I will say going on nine years now. And when I first got saved, I mean, I I was searching for Jesus. I was looking for Jesus, and and I didn't understand anything. And I was reading His Word. I was tithing, going to church, but still with no understanding of who He is. And just lately, about two years ago, I was sitting on my couch, and I was just burnt out with church, period. Mm -hmm. Church and everything else, period. 
and I just said, God, if this is what you are like in the church, mm-hmm. then then I don't want no parts of you. Mm-hmm. I said, God, I don't want to be like these church folks. I don't want right. to be like these people on the streets. Mm-hmm. I need you to save me for real. I know that's right. I need you to show me who you really are. Because, and, and this is exactly how I was talking to him. I said, God, I did not leave a life of pleasurable sin mm-hmm. just to come over to a boring God. Right. Now, I know there's more to you than this here. Now, I need you to reveal yourself to me because I don't know who you are. I'm tithing to you. I'm reading your word. I'm praying. I'm going to church and and don't even know you. Mm. Would you reveal yourself to me? And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, <laughs> he poured his love on me. Mm. I have never experienced nothing like that in my life. I'm talking about God has poured his awesome, unconditional love on, on me, and all I can do is just lay on the floor and just start crying. And I was in my front room just crying because I didn't understand who he was. And when he did that to me, I'm like, wow. I'm like, God, this is too good to be true. This is too good to be true. And I'm talking about (laughs) he didn't get angry at me. He didn't say I was talking smart at the mouth. He didn't say, well, go on back out there in the street then with your bad self. He didn't say none of this stuff. All he did was just hold his love on me. And this is the message that I'm out to bring to people. (laughs) I told God, I said, Daddy, (laughs) because I now understand that he wants to be my father. (laughs) Yeah. And I had no clue of this. I had no clue of it. And I'm understanding now that the real revelation of who he is comes to acknowledging him as father. Yeah. And and this is my whole message, is to actually tell people that God loves you unconditionally and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. God's love will never change. I'm talking about his love will never change. I don't care what we do. And we have people trying to earn his love because mm-hmm. they get it from the church, so they got to work. Mm-hmm. So, so they have their works mentality. And then we have people that's, that's afraid of God. They think God is out to get them. Mm-hmm. They think God is waiting on on them to do anything wrong so he can bust their head wide open. Mm-hmm. They think that he's the one that brings all these problems to them. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you, I was sitting on the couch, and I'm talking about this stuff was so clear to me that he said, Son, have you ever experienced any of the things that you've heard about me? And I said, no, Dad. And he said, neither have they. That's a misrepresentation of who I am. I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Wow. You're so awesome to me. He is so yes. awesome. Yes, I'm yes. so awesome. And I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. That a God could be this awesome, this yeah. loving, and have this much grace and mercy for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't even understand what grace and mercy was. 
God had to reveal it to me. And he poured it on me. And and I'm like, wow, I don't understand this. I've I've been misled all this time. About who you are. Mm-hmm. And this That's is who I am today. I am out to let people know that God loves them unconditionally. I don't care what you do, God loves you. Ain't nothing yeah. you can do to stop that. Uh-huh. And it's in that, it is in when people start receiving God's love and growing in the knowledge of His love towards them, is when they'll slowly but surely stop doing the stuff they're doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's where I'm at. I, I love that. I love that you said that he, you know, people think that God is the one out here doing these things to them, and it's not true. It's just not. I if I serve, if my if my daddy, the one that I look, knows every hair on my head, if he is out to give me, then that's not the daddy I want. That's yes. not the father I want. That's not the one I want to call on. That's the one I want to go to. That's not the one I want to lie on. That's the one I want to continue to thank for for. Because my daddy don't treat me like that. Yes. He's not yes. out here to treat me and to chastise me and to abuse me and to and to yes. watch me fall and hurt and, 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 and go through all the things that we go through. That's not who he is. To have to say, you know what, my daddy loves me and he loved me and through this, me find my way through and to still give him all the glory. Yes. Let him get all of the love. Let him know, let people know that he was the one that got me through this. That's the yes. enemy. People need to know to keep the enemy under their feet. Yes. Even our listeners that can relate to that. Yes, it, it, it's a lot of... I, when I really got an understanding of God's love and I started telling it to people, I I have met met people. I had a lady tell me, she said, Brother, I have been saved over 15 years, and I have never heard anybody speak about God's love like you. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm wondering if I ever really received God's love. And 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 it's a sad thing to be to be in God and never really experience his his true nature. Yes, absolutely. It is a yeah. sad thing. It is. It is but 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 you know this is what my books is about. My books are really about my encounter with God as my father. And as I started to grow in this, I was reading and I was understanding that that was the main reason why the religious leaders killed Jesus. It was because... Jesus was proclaiming God as his father. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and and it's so strange that when you speak about, about God's love, 
the main ones that have a problem with it are the church folk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> so they'll say, so they'll say, well, you got to keep a balance with it, and you got Mm-mm. the, and you got the left folks know that sin must be judged, mm-hmm. and that God does judge, and which, which is true, sin must be judged. Right. But the right. thing is, what we have missed is that sin has already been judged. It's been put on Jesus. Right. Yes. It's on the he cross. Became all that it's stuff. already yes. been put on Jesus. Yes. And, and and see, we we try to preach law to people and we preaching stuff to people that wasn't even meant for us anyway. Mm-hmm. This is what my book Blow the Dust Off Your Bible is about. Getting in your word and studying the word. Because there's no way we can have a relationship with God apart from his word, because he is his word. That's right. There is no way up under the sun you can have a real relationship with God apart from studying your word. I don't care what nobody say. And I had a a conversation with a lady about it, and she told me, she said, well, brother, well, you have some people that don't know how to read. Hmm. And and have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I said, Miss, you can't even find that in the scripture nowhere. I said, but the thing is, Jesus said, if you thirst and hunger after him, can you be filled? So now the thing is, if you have people that don't know how to read and really and really want a relationship with God, I'm a I am telling you listeners, I am giving you a, a nugget right now that you can go off of. If you don't know how to read, and if you and if you know how to read and don't know how to read the Bible, mm-hmm. I am going to give you a nugget now. You say this here to God. God, I really want to know you. I really want to have a true, pure relationship with you. But yeah. I don't even know how to read. I don't even know how to study your word. Would you please reveal yourself to me through your word? Show me how to read. Show me how to study your word because I want to know you. And from what I understand, this is the only way that I can get to know you. I need access into your heart. Show me how to get it. And I'm telling you, (laughs) the scripture says, if you can believe, all things are possible. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm not believing. That's right. You know, we have a Nothing that's impossible with God. You're right. We have a caller that wants to come on and have, they have a comment or ask a question. So let's take out a second and um, bring our caller on and see what they have to say about your awesome, 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 awesome interview right now. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing, Miss Mocha? I'm wonderful. That's good. How are you doing, Dee? Oh, fantastic. Thank you for asking. That's good. How you doing, Mr. Hood? I am doing wonderful. I am doing wonderful, sir. Yeah. I just wanted to uh, make a statement and uh, ask you a question, if I might. Yes, sir. I'm not going to keep you alone. But uh, the, statement, the statement is that uh, I, if if you don't think nobody heard you, my brother, I heard you. 
and I appreciate you very well. Although I haven't read your book, but just hearing you say a few things about God is it, it, very inspirational. And my my question is, when did you uh, when did you discover uh, that you was a prayer warrior? Because that's what I hear in your voice, yeah. and I, I'm not trying to label you, but I I hear that at some point in time, I, when when we go back to uh, your childhood, you said your childhood didn't start until you were 12. Yes, I believe you became a prayer warrior before you turned 12. Because yeah, somehow so. through all the events you went through, God saved you for a special reason. So I, I'm curious, do you realize when you became a prayer warrior or did it come much later? I don't know if um, I'm asking the question right. I hope you understand. Yes, yes. Well, 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 uh, well I really am a prayer warrior, yes, most definitely, most definitely. Mm-hmm. And I believe mm-hmm. it came later. Once I had the revelation of who God is, okay. and once I saw, because it hurt me, it hurt me to see how deceived God's people are. Oh, okay. And it hurt me to see how misled that the people in the world are because of the deception of the people in the church. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yes. And 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 what I have started to understand was that this thing is not natural. It's just like all the gang banging and killing going on. Yeah. And we have gun marches and gun drives and and uh, uh stop the violence drives and all this stuff here. But see what we don't understand is that this thing is spiritual. It is demonic. Yeah. And Very. there is nothing you can do about a spiritual act in the natural. You have to go in the spirit realm to defeat That's those right. demonic forces. Come on. You Come on with nothing it. nothing in the natural with this here. You will be defeated. There's nothing you can do. And this is what my book, Blow the Dust Off Your Bible, is about. This is what it's about, <laughs> getting in that word, studying to show yourself approved. <laughs> there's no other way to live a prosperous and successful life, and there's no other way that we can actually be a conduit for God to come through apart from his word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's my whole thing. <laughs> that's my whole thing, sir, right there. Thank that's you, my brother. For me. I appreciate your answer. And I appreciate your words because uh, we need more people out here like you that is not afraid, that's yeah. not afraid to step up to the plate and actually say, "Hey, I see this, I see that," and this this is one of the things we should be doing. If we all we all are prayer warriors. I think people don't realize that yes. we have power. Yeah, and, you know the word. Is, you know, you have power, but the devil can convince you you don't have the power. Yes, he can. So I appreciate you saying that we all have power. You yeah. know, so I really appreciate your answer, my brother. Thank you. Thank and you, I sir. thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow, what an awesome caller. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. 
That was awesome. I I love it. I love the the atmosphere. I love the feeling. I love the spirit of the show. I love the direction that it is going. I love that we, you know, even the color was in tune and right, you know, right there in the spirit with us. And I I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I don't want to cut you off, but I just wanted to say that, you know, that when you when you um, are in the atmosphere of the Lord and you are preaching his word and you are trying to reach his people and teach them the right thing. You know, you have to reach those because it's not just people who have not learned about God, but it's also those people who have been hurt by people who have tried to teach Mm -hmm. them about God. You know, we have a lot of people in the church who have been hurt by the church. And even though that, you know, some of them don't go, but we still have some that attend regularly, but that feeling of hurt and that feeling of of disappointment and betrayal keeps them a lot of times from receiving a full portion of what God is trying to give them. And so we have to remember that we have to include them as well you know, what's going on. We have to keep them fed as well, and we have to reach those hurt people and help remove and take those layers of bandages off of them and start rebuilding, helping them rebuild their relationship with the Lord. And so it's very important. I'm so glad that you even mentioned that, and I thank our caller for mentioning it too. And will we tell us a little bit more about your other book? Yeah. You mentioned one. Yes, uh, it, it is called uh, Heart of the Hood, mm-hmm. and this is my first book. It, this mm-hmm. is, and this is when I encountered God's powerful love that came on me, and 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 the uh, first chapter is called On the Road to Damascus: My Life Story, and and and, and you remember how uh, Paul was. On the road to Damascus, and he was on his way to persecute the saints, mm-hmm. and he got transformed. Yes. Well, well, it was really sort of the same way with me because, because when I was in the streets, me and my brother, we had an area that we governed, and. And we used to be, be in the park with our crew, govern the area. Mm-hmm. And you used to have people people come by and want to quote unquote witness to you. Mm-hmm. And and I used to tell them, I say, um, because I can see them when they're coming up, how they looking and everything. Mm-hmm. And here it is, and you got me a drug dealer that got everything that he wants. And here you come And I say well This is what I told them And I can remember it so clear And I said You look like you need something You look like you struggling And you trying to tell me About that I need to come to that God Wow. If that's the way that God is treating you, I'm going to stay over here with mine. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Because, see, see, we say that we walk by faith and not by sight. But people in the world walk by sight. Oh, yeah. And Reality. if you want to know the truth, yes. most of us walk by sight. That's faith true. Faith laid on. And, 
and I was, and and it dawned down on me when I got saved. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't want to live like that. I don't because I told God, I said, God, I don't want to be confessing your goodness and your love, and I'm telling people this here stuff, but there's no fruit that's manifesting in my own life. Ooh, that's a good point. No, that's not God. Yeah. That is not God. And especially when Jesus told us over in Luke, he said, Fear not, little flock, it is your father's good pleasure <laughs> to give you the things of the kingdom. And this is and this is what my first book is about, me mm-hmm. coming into the knowledge of him. And then I have a chapter in mm-hmm. there that's called The Question. Mm-hmm. Because there was a question that was posed to me. Well, hang, hang, hold on, hang on, give us one second. We're gonna take a quick break, and then we come back. You got us. I mean, you got us hanging on. We should have took a break twenty minutes ago. <laughs> you got, okay. you know, it's so good. Which, I mean, okay. you are giving us food. You feed us, and so we're just hanging on to your every word. So we're gonna take a, a quick break, and when we come back from break. Um, you go ahead and let us know. I want to know what the question was, and I want to know what the answer to the question was. Okay. And then we're gonna give our listeners um some of your information on how to get in contact with you. Okay. 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 We'll be right back. Second time around But before you go There's something I'd like to say Everything's not worth it seems There's a stronger force behind the scenes He's in our lives every day He's right there when we call Good evening. This is Black Writer Space. I am your host, Miss Mocha, and I have my co-host with me today, DeAndrea. 
Our guest tonight is author Eric Hood, and he is bringing it. He is talking about the goodness of God, who he is to him, uh, what he represents, and the change that he made in his life. So we're just going to go ahead and finish where we left off at. Hi. (laughs) Yes. Well, well, uh, one of the uh, chapters... In, in my book, Heart of the Hood, which is my first book, it is called The the Question. And there was a question posed to me and said, if God never did anything else for you, could you and would you still love him? Mm-hmm. And I And I pondered on that question for like a week, and I pondered on that question. And I went to Scripture... And I realized that that that's not even biblical. Mm. It's not even biblical. Because when we read the scripture, we understand that God is the one that established making us prosperous and whole. Mm -hmm. In order for his covenant to be revealed. God said, "Open Deuteronomy eight eighteen. God said, I give you power to get wealth, mm-hmm. that my covenant may be established.' God, God, God is the one that established this covenant. God, God knew that in order for Him to be excelled in the earth, that it was going to take prosperity." Mm-hmm. You can do nothing down here on this planet broke. Oh, we. You can. Right. You can say what you want to say about. Well, I'm gonna worship God all my days. If I never have nothing, it's okay. And you can say mm-hmm. that religiously mm-hmm. all you want to, but even God know that that a while. Right. Mm-hmm. See. 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 See, we have this this crazy un- understanding, this misunderstanding of who God really is. Mm-hmm. God is a God of lavish luxury. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. God is a God of prosperity. Yes, he is. <laughs> One of his names is El Shaddai. God of more than enough. Yes. God is a God of plenty. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. And, and the reason why we lack is because of the lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I'm understanding now, I, I, I'm understanding now that ignorance is linked closely to poverty. Yeah. Yes. And very much. Is, Thank you so much for pointing that out. And, and knowledge is linked very close to prosperity. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And then the scripture says, over in Ecclesiastes 10, the scripture said that money houses all things. <laughs> the scripture says, everywhere you read, everywhere you read in the scripture, God is blessing his people. Yes. Because he's in the blessing business. He started out from Genesis. Mm-hmm. 
God is in the blessing business. That's who he is. Yes. That's he who is. he is. He what I'm understanding about God is that I learned one thing that the devil can do that God can't do. God cannot lie. Hmm. It ain't that God won't lie. He can't lie. God cannot lie. God cannot go against his word. God cannot go against his word. God cannot go against his word. God said he said his word above his own name. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jesus. And that's so important, everything that you're saying. And for every listener that's listening, for everyone that's going to go back and listen to the show, um, one thing we want you to definitely do is please, please, please pay attention to the things that have been said in the show. Please go out and get this brother's books. See the transformation. You can hear it. You can hear his, his, just the joy and the elation in his voice and, and how thankful he is. I can hear your gratitude to the Lord in everything yes. that you say. I yes. can under, I can I can feel it. I, I can I can tell not one other person in the world is grateful for what God has done. You are. Yes, and that most, question that you mm-hmm. posed is such a good question. So you guys send us an email and, and answer that question. If God didn't do one other thing for you would you still love him? Would you still serve him? <laughs> and I, and I'm going to say what my answer is. My answer is that's impossible. Yes, it's it impossible is. for God not to do one other thing because he gave us knowledge. He gave yes. us the power to prayer. He gave us the power mm-hmm. to worship. He gave us the power to know that everything we need is in his book. And if you know that, then you know there's not another day that God cannot do anything for yes. you. Yes. Yes. As long as you know that you are, if you, I'm telling you, people, we have to get on board, and we have to make sure we understand that the enemy wants to keep us in the dark. Yes. The enemy wants to keep yes, us ignorant. He wants us to not get into our word because the more he knows the Bible better than than we yes. do. Yes. And as long as he does that, as long as he knows better than us, he knows how to keep us ignorant. He knows how, if we allow him to, he can keep us away from the word we're trying to get when we yes. read the word. So yes. I'm saying to you guys, can you tell our listeners how they can get in contact with you? Give us your website and your contact information. You, you can uh, get, get the book at www.authorerichood.com. That's author Eric, E-R-Y-K. Hood, H-O-O-D, www.authorerichood.com, and you can get it safe through PayPal. And you can go on my website, and you can also check out some videos that's on my website. Okay. Because one of the uh, videos that that I did is called Satan's Most Most Effective Tactic. Hmm. And 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 what I uh, speak on, which is really in in both of my books, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Satan's most effective tactic, and it's and it's bad to say, and it may seem like I'm coming against the church, but I'm not uh, against the church. I am a part of the church. Mm-hmm. I'm not against the church. I love the church. Yeah. I'm against the deception that the church is under, but I love the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of Satan's most effective tactics is the pulpit. Hmm. Yes. I'm on here. Yeah, I one of his most effective tactics. 
That, you right about that. That, that is one right of his that. most effective, because he's been doing it since Eve. Yes. Satan, yes. Has, the, Satan has took the word of God and mm-hmm. deceived the people of God with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This, now, do you have a lot of videos? Yes. On your, um, okay. Okay. Yes. So, on your website, you have videos, and do you have yes. upcoming projects that you're working on right yes. now? Yes. Uh, my uh, third book is being published right now, which is called "Inside the Heart and Mind of a Gangster." Hmm. Okay. And, and when is when is that going to be released? Uh, uh, do you have that, a printed date? That, that that should be out in like ninety days. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. And, okay, guys, you have an exclusive Black Writer Space listeners that we will have that book out <laughs> yes. in 90 days, and we would love to have you back so that yes. uh, we can um, talk about it and get the, get the listeners involved. And I'm telling you, you have wet our whistle. I cannot <laughs> wait. I cannot <laughs> wait. Definitely to um to have to hear what else you have to say. I haven't had the honor to get one of your books yet, but I am on my way. Let me <laughs> tell you because you have really intrigued me. It has been Thank such you. a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. Um, I'm telling you, guys. I know everybody agrees that this has been one of our best shows because you have come on here and just like I said, the gratitude that you have shown. And you can hear it in your voice how grateful and how honored you are the Lord has touched you. Yes, I am. And I'm sure yes. that you bring that out to others. So yes, I just I want am. to say thank you so much for taking out time and your busy schedule to join us this evening. I, I am so thankful. I am so thankful for God being in my life because I'm telling you, if he wasn't, I don't know. My, my my wife had asked me a question. She asked me a question like uh, three years ago. She said, "Baby, uh, why do you always read the Bible?" And I told her, "I said so we can stay married." I know that's right. Because if it don't be for God, right. I wouldn't know how to treat her. Because I went to God and I I, I said, "Lord, I don't know how to treat this woman." Cause oh, I come, cause I come out of a life, <laughs> cause I come out of a life to where, to where I used to lay, lay up with two, three women at the same yeah, time. Yeah, disrespect them, disrespect women in their life. I mean, I can understand that. I, 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 don't, I, mean, I don't mean to cut you off, but you know what? We have another caller, and I get so excited when we have callers because that means they're listening and they want to yeah. talk to you Praise and God. say something about it. So Praise let's take God. our caller. We want to make sure we acknowledge our callers. Praise God. All right. Hello. Hi, ladies. How are you? Hi. Wonderful. How are you? I am wonderful. Hi, author Eric Hood. How are you, sir? Hello, I am doing wonderful as well. You sound wonderful. And <laughs> just to confirm that we are listening, you said about five or six things. I'm just going to repeat a couple of them that just got me all over the place right now. I'm oh. actually studying. I have 95 more pages that I need to read, and I haven't been able to go to the next page since you started talking. That's how <clears> encouraging <throat> this interview has been for me. Wow, um, Anyhow... Listen to this. You said you when you were talking to God, you you told God, you know, you asking me to um 
lead, to leave a life of pleasurable sin, to come yes. over to a boring God, that there yes. has to be more into that. And I thought that that was so great that you said that in key because you hear Christians say that a lot, that, you know, mm-hmm. I want to live this saved life, but for those of us who have spent more of our lives in the world than we have in the kingdom and in the church, it is like, uh, I don't get it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I just appreciate you so much for saying that and then also just showing us how God answered your prayer and your request because just the zeal in your voice when you talk about him mm-hmm. tells, yeah. tells us that, yes, there is so much more to God. And this life, living this life with God does not have to be boring at no. all, but it requires us no. to have a relationship with yes. him. Yes. yes. And that is so awesome. And another thing that I wanted to say, too, me being a Christian as well, we often talk a lot about um, the importance of this walk is about relationship with God. Well, I will go any, even further to say the significance of this walk is the quality of our relationship with God because mm-hmm. you can have a relationship with anybody, mm-hmm. and but that relationship doesn't have to be a good relationship, a meaningful relationship. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can, I've had boyfriends, but those relationships aren't as significant as my relationship is with my husband. My relationship yes. with my husband has substance. It has quality. So, there is a difference, yes, and is. you and even being able to get to that place of having a relationship with God requires us to read His Word because we can't get intimate with someone who we don't know. Yes, and, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh my God, this is just so good. And you don't have to get. I I am a church goer, you know. Um, am I at a church goer? Yes, I'm in leadership and all of those things, but I am most fulfilled. When I am, you know, in my prayer closet, when it's just me and God, when I'm communing mm. with him, when I'm worshiping him, and don't yeah. have other people around me looking at me, or is yeah. she worshiping, worshiping yeah. him right? You know, is it real? Is it authentic? You know, with all these, it's just it's just so much pressure these days going into the church. Because yeah. even being in a position of leadership and people looking up to you, they have this assumption that we are these perfect beings and we have this Absolutely. perfect life. And I'm like, if not, we are probably some of the most jacked up people because at least you're confessing (laughs) what your Mm -hmm. issues are and we're high and a lot of us hide ours. So Mm -hmm. I'm just so thankful for you and for your testimony. You have really encouraged me. We are listening. We are listening. Like I said, I I wrote about five or six different things down. I'm taking them to my closet with me tonight (laughs) to pray to God about it. I appreciate you, and I will be purchasing that book. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And when you go to your uh, prayer closet, please pray for me. You got it. You got it. Because the fact fact alone that you are being transparent for one, even about your past life, and then you're making the comparisons to your life in God, like, people don't want to hear that. Like, what do you mean? You used to be, you know, in the streets that you was like, you know, this and that. Like, you know, just talk about the things now. But we are overcome by the power of our testimony. And so it's just so awesome that, you know, that you're even being bold enough to say it because in, in our world, of being Christians, and this is not for all of us. I'm really not speaking in general. But in our world, it's difficult to be transparent because, again, there's this image. I don't know where the people have gotten it from, but it's not the image of God. 
you know, hmm. like you were talking about the deceptions, you know, in church, you know, and you were yeah. saying, God, if this is what church is, if this is yeah. what you are, like, I don't want any part of it. Yes. And mm-hmm. that's why we lose so many people. And yes. somebody yes. else was mentioning, one of the ladies yes. was mentioning that, you know, people have church hurt and all of these things mm-hmm. like that. And it's so sad because we Christians are hurting our own fellow Christians, you know what I mean? Absolutely. And how is that going to draw a person that's lost mm. in the world into the church? So, go I ahead mean, and preach. Oh. Go ahead and preach. Right. I'm trying. I'm yeah. trying not to, but Just you said I'm preach. so excited. <laughs> I need y'all to pray for me that I finish the rest of these 95 pages. <laughs> preach. Preach it. And this is my very it's first time listening to the show, ladies. You are doing an awesome, awesome job, and I will be listening again. Thank you um, so great much. Job. Thank you again. I'm not going to hold you up, but thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you and your testimony. Thank and you. And keep moving forward. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, ladies. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. And she spoke on church hurt. And do you know that church hurt is the worst hurt you will ever come into contact Boy, with? Boy, is it true. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. Physical I went to church on Sunday. Nothing on church hurt. It don't. Yeah. No, nothing. We, we prayed. I went to church Sunday and our, our pastor just prayed just for people who have been hurt by the church. I mean, we had an altar call and he specifically prayed for those that had just church hurt. And I was and see, like the whole church went up there. How many people? See, like the whole church went up there. Who went and just you know what? It wasn't a bunch of talking, it, but it was just. People, you could just see it being lifted, just yes. not all at one time, but just a little bit, layers, layers, a little layer of yes. time coming mm-hmm. off because you're right, that, that hurt is almost worse than your man leaving you. That, that, it is. That hurt has, lost. That, that is a powerful hurt. Mm-hmm. And back yeah. to what I was saying as far as my wife, and I told God, I said, I don't know how to treat this woman. And if you don't show me how to treat her, I'm going to mess this thing up all over again. Mm-hmm. And God showed me how to treat her. And what he did, what he did was show me his love. And mm-hmm. I said, wow, hold on now. So I went to my wife after I meditated on it. And I went mm-hmm. to my wife and I told her, I said, I want you to forgive me for loving you emotionally. Because right. emotions go in and out up and yes. down. Yes, yes. I Absolutely. said, so what I'm doing from this day forward, I choose to love you. Right, mm. as a decision. Yes, and and no yes. matter so what we, we go through, our relationship show. And yes. no matter what we go through, we are not going to agree on everything. But no matter what mm. we go through. My love going to remain on the same level for you, the same wow. as God has for me. I am going to commit myself wow. to growing in the knowledge of how Jesus loved the church and gave himself for it, and I'm going to commit myself to that because my whole thing now is to be ministering to your heart. Oh, we! I can't, I can't wait. Wow. I can't wait I for the book. I love my we need you. We need you on relation on our relationship shows just so we can have a positive male Christian man just come mm-hmm. out here who loves his wife and just give some you know give us some hope. Some of the single sisters out here <laughs> just give us some hope and know that there are men out here that can love on another level, on a godly level. It, and, I love and, it. And, and let me tell you, it take God. 
It yes. takes God to teach a man that. It does. It does. Because a man does. can't do that on his own. This is why a lot of relationships, even Christian relationships, yes. are messed up. Yeah. Because they try to do it in their own strength, and it's not going right. to work. Right. Because we also, as women and, and believers of the word and trust in God, have to ask mm-hmm. God to give us the strength and the knowledge and wisdom mm-hmm. to know when, uh-uh, you know what, this ain't it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. To wait and be patient until we meet who he has for us, which is his best. And yes, if that's yes. not God's best for you, then, you know, you're wasting your Keep time. moving. And because I men... see so many women now <laughs> that's talking about, I'm finna get married. Oh, I'm finna mm-hmm. get married, and he's the love of my life. Mm-hmm. And, and I just had to tell a friend of mine, I said, baby, let, look, that's your flesh talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I right. know it's hurting your feelings right now. Mm-hmm. I said, but I wouldn't be a man of God or your brother in Christ to actually stand mm-hmm. up here mm-hmm. and allow you to continue to talk this self-deception to me. Mm. You are being deceived by your flesh. Right. God has nothing to do with that. God ain't told you nothing. Right. I love that. I love that. <laughs> That's your why can I wait? telling you that. That's what we should name the show. God ain't told you nothing. <laughs> Sit down. Oh, I know I love that. That's yeah, I, I experienced that myself. That God told me I was your wife and all that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I just had to tell her. I said. That's, that is your vagina telling you that that's your hug. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. That's God ain't true. told you none of that. Right. Because people don't want to sin, and they don't want to live in sin, so they do the best they can quickly. They try to quickly hurry up and not live in sin. But you know what? You're right. God ain't told you that, and every single man sitting up in the church by himself ain't single. And yeah. everybody that's in the church ain't a Christian, no. and everybody that's Christian in the church that's a man is not a good man. Come on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, I know I kept going and going. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ms. Mocha. I just kept on going. Listen, <laughs> it has been an honor to have you on the show. We have to wrap it up. Please, please, please let us know the new, the next release of your new book. You will be the first one to Tell it, tell be the first one to know. Inside the heart and mind of a gangster. Oh, okay. inside the heart and mind. And what it is, okay. it is like a, a tri- triangle. You got uh-huh. the gangster on one side at the bottom. You got mm-hmm. society on the other side at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And at the top of the triangle, you got the church. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I'm explaining to the church and society about the heart and mind lifestyle of a gangster. Ooh, y'all mm-hmm. ain't heard nothing mm-hmm. like this here before. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you let us know. You send us an email when it's when it's going to be released, and we're going to have you back on the show. Okay. And, again, just one more time, give you a website out for the listeners, because I'm telling you, you have really inspired, inspired, inspired people. And our, well, we, our boards have just have really lit up, and we have a lot of people listening. Sometimes a lot of people don't like to just talk. They just like to listen. www.authorerichood.com. That's Eric, E-R-Y-K, www.authorerichood.com. You can go on my website, and there's a lot of fun things you can check out on there. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. And um, <laughs> if this is Deidre Fanning now, Ms. Mocha, you have anything else? 
No, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to chat with us tonight. We definitely enjoyed it. Um, I think it's it's one of a kind show that we we have. I don't think we have had a show like this where we just <laughs> talked about the goodness of God. Really? No, God. no, we haven't. Praise so God. Um, break the yeah. Yeah, it's time to transition into some different things. Um, I'll be starting a morning show, and it'll be something that's stri- strictly, you know, starting out with prayer, nothing but inspiration, some some good morning stuff. You know, that's what we need, yeah. So um, it's more than just about, and, and you know, our listeners, for those of you who are listening who don't know, that's what we operate on over here is Jesus Christ. Period. Period. So, um, yeah, don't don't get it confused. We we supporting writers. You know I go there. We supporting writers and we supporting uh, your books and play writers and all that. But first and foremost, we supporting Jesus Christ. We talking about Jesus. God is doing all this. I did not do this by myself. I know He did this. Everything that happens. Everything, uh, it's nothing about no mistake, ain't no bigger yeah. force and all that. No, it's yeah. God, period, yeah. period. Yeah. Nobody yeah. knows what I pray for. So this is this was a vision that he placed in my spirit. Mm. This was some stuff that he had mm-hmm. planned before I was even created. So this That's is right. I, nothing. I'm uh, Hey, you know, let me stop. Okay. Go ahead and preach. I'm going to take off an offering in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Like I said, it gave thank us that clip that we needed. Um, for those who didn't know, now they know. And hey, um, we will have you back when the book releases, and um, we will definitely be in contact. Yes, yeah, continue yeah, to follow I'm, us I'm on great. Twitter. Are you on Twitter? Yes, I am. Okay, I'm. Yes. I don't know if I'm. Well, we yeah, we gonna make sure we connect it on Twitter so I can retweet and all that. And yes. Facebook and um, yes. keep you updated. You know, we have our um, event coming up. I yes. just um, secured the venue yesterday uh, for September 23rd. So be in contact. Yes, absolutely. Same place. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So, yeah. Shoot yeah. me an email if you want to um, be a vendor. You could get your book out there. And, yes, yeah. absolutely. No. That'd be yes. perfect timing. Perfect yes, timing. it will. Right next to the release date. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So, okay. September 23rd, it's a Sunday, 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Okay. And uh, come out, bring your family. Um, yeah. We're going to have food and, and music and just have oh, a good old time. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yes, it's only going to get bigger and bigger. So get ready, get ready, get ready. Count me in. Count me in. Okay, then. Okay. Okay. All righty. Well, have a good evening. And y'all be blessed. Okay, Okay, thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Wow. Awesome show. Awesome. 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 That was some food for thought. They remember, we said, you cannot go to church and be fed you need to go to another table. And I'm telling you, right. these shows that we do, if you cannot walk away from any black writer-based show, whatever right. author we have, whoever we have as a guest, if you right. cannot walk away from our show and feel spiritually nourished and encouraged, yes. you can go somewhere else and be fed. 
Because that's the goal. Like you said, that is the goal. That is the main goal. That is the main vision is to make sure that we encourage, that we make sure that people feel good. That You know, this is what it's all about, just yeah. getting a good message and a good word out there, making sure that people know that you are important, your dreams are important, your inspiration is important. Make sure that you continue to do what God has called you to do. Whatever your dream is, your book. Whatever, if it's a small book, a pamphlet, whatever he had, whatever vision he placed into your heart. If it was 10 years ago, do it. Write it. You got people coming out of prison writing books. Become yes. a millionaire. Oh, not I to know, cut you off. Wait. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> you know the 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 um the the program, um, yes. A Right to Live. Oh. I posted um BWS presents a right to live, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Supporting mm-hmm. incarcerated authors, blah blah blah. Right. Somebody instantly replied and was like, "That's hot." They don't have anything like that. And and um, I think last night I got an email mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. Facebook from someone mm-hmm. who this was, was like a couple of days ago when they first sent the email and wanted some help on how to get their book published and what do they need mm-hmm. to do and what is the company mm-hmm. about and blah, blah, blah. And I replied back and gave them the website and everything. Guess mm-hmm. what? Why? He is an uh, incarcerated writer <laughs> trying cool. to get his book published. Yes. Send me the address and everything. He was like, can you send me some information? And so I'm going to have to go on the computer and do some, like, paper flyers at the website, put, you know, the information, because they have to communicate through the mail a lot. So um, he gave me his address, his his number, everything. He's Mm -hmm. in Georgia. He's at a facility in Georgia. We can reach out to the educational programs at the prison. And that way, it'll be, you know, more readily available. Of course, on the website, it's awesome, but we can reach out directly to the prisons, which will be something that will be available to them, um, see what type of different programs they have and who we can contact. Because, I'm, you know, my, my dream was always to go into the prisons. And that's my whole thing. Exactly. And that's why right. Right. I right. just it's a matter of kind of knowing who to talk to, um, what is what do you need to be approved right. to, to have the program? Because obviously they don't have programs like this right. in the prison. Right. That's why right. I wanted to be able to start something, start communicating directly with them, mm-hmm. even if it's through the mm-hmm. mail, because I do understand some of them have access to the Internet and some don't. So right. um, I'm going to uh, just start by um printing out a couple of flyers with the information on there, what they need to send. Um, they don't have a number of time on their hands, so they are actually reaching out. You know, I, I spoke it. I, I um, what they say, write the vision, speaking, and uh-huh. then it manifests. Make so it's it manifesting now, yep. and people are yep, reaching yep. out. So it's time to get busy. You know, absolutely. Um, yeah, so he sent his information, and I'm going to uh, definitely get that out. And I, I even asked, you know, what are the, that's the one thing I have to find out, what are the restrictions, you know, certain facilities, if it's medium security or high security mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. Uh, minimum security. They have different requirements as to what kind of packages you can send stuff in and all that. So, um, however, just like sit down say, and come up with a proposal. Exactly. And come up with a perspective, and I believe that what we can do is just, you know, for the local 
uh, prisons, we can go and present it to whoever, whatever. Absolutely, because even if I could get something done mm-hmm. at Cook County, you know how bad they talk about mm-hmm. Cook County is, and mm-hmm. people are sometimes, that's kind of like a holding place, but some mm-hmm. people are there for a year, you know, before they yeah. actually get sentenced or whatever, and they could be doing something while, you know, mm-hmm. or they may don't be going know where to start. Else and, 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 but you know what, it's nothing but just to start itself. That's what we'll do. Because remember, a long time ago, I wanted to do that um, with with the um, with war criminals, the military, the, yeah, the, uh, military, yeah. right. And so it's just you know what, it's a matter of getting out there and and figuring it out and praying about it and putting putting it in the books. But I'm gonna tell you, honey, that man was on his business. He was you. I thought at one point he was gonna start crying, and I feel. I mean, his passion. I, felt it, how grateful mm-hmm. he was. And, that's, yeah. you know, that's what all we want. If you really, really love the Lord, when you talk about him, you want other people to feel the love and want to know what it is that you're talking about. You know, right. and, I, and right. I just I appreciate how he explained how he used to look at Christians coming to talk and coming to try to minister to him. And he looking at them like, I, well, I want to be broke like you. Well, I want to have what you get. It's better over here. You know, so I, I think mm-hmm. that, you know, he did an awesome, he had awesome callers and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. There's some serious people out there, and we, you never know who's listening. So, Absolutely. you know. Yeah, I just thank God for um, this, the show and everything that he's um, doing doing with it. And it, people are actually being blessed and um, being yeah. affected, and lives are being yeah. changed. That's, that's the ultimate goal at the end of the day. So, yeah. um, and I, I go and I listen to other people's shows, and I'm mm-hmm. not saying that, you know, oh, our show is the best. No, there's some great shows out there, but it's mm-hmm. also some shows that put me to sleep. So yeah. I'm glad that we kind of have that twist in there where it, it kind of always stays live, it's always inspiring, and mm-hmm. just keeping people coming back for more. So I even, um, you know, they send me a email every time I get a new follower. So the, mm-hmm. our followers have increased. Um, still, people are still going back and listening to the show. We could have one listener that night, and then when I go back in two days, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the numbers are doubled already. Mm-hmm. So um, people are going back. They're listening to the shows. They're being blessed. Lives are being changed. Um and then they're moving forward with their own visions and getting closer. And I don't know if I mentioned it. Um, no, I didn't. I got an email from a young lady um, asking what to do about what did she say? What to do about um, writer's block, and that mm-hmm. she had all this stuff inside of her she needed to write. And I think someone had passed about eight years ago, and she hasn't mm-hmm. written since. And she wanted to know what should she do. Did you tell her to go back and listen to the show that we did on Ryan's block? No, I didn't. I told her, first of all, I asked her, did she believe in God? Mm -hmm. And um, what did I ask? It was like three questions I asked her, but the first one was, do you believe in God? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you believe that um, that's a gift that you um, have genuinely, blah, 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 blah? And she's like, yes, yes, yes. She sent that back. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I said, okay, what I need you to do is I need you to start praying mm-hmm. every day. And in your prayer, if you believe he's God, really God, mm-hmm. and you trust mm-hmm. him, 
then you mm-hmm. pray and you ask God to lift that block, wherever it is, to take the hurt out, to take the pain out, and surrender yes. yourself to him and watch things in your life begin to change. And that is, yes. you're not going to have it no more. You'll be able to open up and begin to write because, obviously, you have some stuff inside of you. Some people need to know That's about you. Right. Some folks need to be helping. She emailed me back and said, thank you so much. You were so much help. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And that was that. I said, I know she didn't expect that kind of answer, but mm-hmm. that's all I knew to tell her, you know. So, yeah. um, absolutely. Um, I just want to mention uh, the um, the one event that I talked about before with the Writers Retreat. You can check out their website at blackwriters.org. They have a um, conference every year and different classes and some of everything going on at this event. It's August 29th to the 31st. This year, I believe it's in uh, Fort, Lauder- Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And after the e- the event, they have the Writers Retreat, which I think Retreat. I'm going to yeah, right. apply for. Right. Yeah, <laughs> for September is September first to the third, where you spend um, two days on a resort and have the actual time and peace to write and whatever um, um, things you need to to get past to get your. Um, even if it's just about getting your first chapter of your book out, the whole um, mm-hmm. idea, concept of your book, whatever your writing consists of, you they sent you through classes and sessions, and you hook up with different um, writers groups, and I think it's it's an amazing opportunity for myself. So um, just to put that out there for anybody that's listening that um, may be thinking about writing a book. I, I run into so many people that I say, oh, I want to write a book. I wish mm-hmm. I could write it, you know, and it, it don't take a million dollars. Just do it. So um, that's what we're here for. And there's also, I couldn't find the information, but it's a, um event June 16th in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which I know I will be attending. Um, it's also a uh, book expo. There and it's going to be mm-hmm. tons of authors there. Uh, the book joint, Raleen Singletary, she'll be there, and mm-hmm. uh, just kind of you know trying to get together um, a little calendar to keep everybody updated on these events that you might not right. even know what's going on, and it may be in your area. So, or if you're one of those authors. Um, that's willing to step out and start promoting your book that you already have that nobody knows about, you know, that's the opportunity as well. So uh, we're not going to keep you. Our show has, um, we had a very interesting show today, so we kind of went over our time. But um, we want to thank our listeners again and uh, our callers for calling in and our our amazing guests. Um, Wow. So and we maybe. will be Sometimes back. Sometimes you don't even know what people are going to bring. You know you're going to have a guest on, but you never know yeah. what they're going to bring. And so that's so exciting, and that's one of the reasons why I love this show, because you never know what you're going to get. It's like a box of like, like Forrest Gump said, life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> Absolutely. You just never know what you're going to get. So, All right, and we love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you on tomorrow. Tomorrow at 7 p.m. Who do I have tomorrow? Tomorrow we have Bill Cosby's nephew, Braxton Cosby. Absolutely. He's an author. He wrote a book. um, And I finally got, I've been trying to get him on the show for a minute, so I finally got a confirmation. And um, 
he'll be with us tomorrow. And then Wednesday we have Rodney Perry, the comedian. So um, I'm excited, yeah. So we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you so much for listening, and God bless. All right, have a good night. Things that were the things There's a stronger force behind